Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. You know, when I'm at the gym, you know, they have they have like a bunch of TVs playing stuff, you know, throughout the, t- uh, throughout the day. They have a lot, a lot of TVs by the treadmills, by the weights. They got TVs all over the place at the, at the gym. You know, it's good. You know, I find myself not really watching them too often, but whenever my eyes like don't want to stare into the abyss, into the parking lot, then occasionally I look up at the TV. You know, it happens pretty much all the time. You know, every time I'm there working out, I'll try to stay laser focused and look out into the parking lot, look out the window, look out at nature and all the beauty, the sun, the clouds, the sky, the parking lot itself, all the vehicles there. And I always find myself just to glance at the TVs every now and then. I think because like it's on and you just glance at it because the TV is on, that just kind of is something that, you know, we as human beings do when a TV is on. We just kind of glance at it. Maybe it's not every human being. Maybe most human beings have self-control and are able to not look at a TV screen when a TV screen is on. But when I see one, I almost like have to look at it, have to see what is playing, if it's worth anybody's time or not. I don't know if that's a that's a disorder or if that's like a, an over-exaggeration, but, you know, usually when I see a TV on, I'm like, hmm, what's playing? What, what are we watching here? You know, just something that I've noticed um, at the gym. They got some weird stuff though at the gym, though. They got some weird channels playing. You know, you got your news channel, you got your sports center, which I love, and then you got your daytime TV. Now, for the most part, when I go to the gym... When I work out, I normally go like around 3 p.m. And I usually don't go on the weekends. So 3 p.m. pretty much um, every time I go to the gym in the weekday. Pretty much every time. And what I notice is that they always have like the daytime TV. Like local, uh, like local channels, right? They'll have a news channel and then like local and then sports center. And the local news channels, um, or just the local channels, they have daytime TV. And normally at that time slot is these relationship um court shows. Like there's like divorce court or um, you know, family counseling. You know, kind of like these odd shows where they have, or like Judge Judy, right? These TV show, courtroom TV shows. And those always kind of baffle me every time I see them. There's no audio in the gym or there's, or either it's, or it's like just very, you know, low because they're also blasting music, but. I don't really know like what is happening in the so on so-called 
court cases, I mean, they can't be real, right? I mean, like, I know, like, I am, I'm not very smart, but I think that, you know, they're not going to put, like, like, someone's divorce attorney and, or someone who's going through a divorce on local TV for, for people to watch the, that type of drama. But also, I feel like these people are, don't really look like they could be actors, and that they actually might be real people. And possibly that the reaction, the emotion that these people go through does seem on the more real side than fake. So when I see it, and I, 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 like, I don't really know what they're saying. I just see them yelling and screaming. So I'm thinking to myself, like, well, maybe this is real. This actually kind of seems that it can be real. Because this 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 emotion, these reactions, the yelling, the screaming, it it seems too genuine for it to be real, or for it to be fake. Actually, it seems too real for it to be fake, and I'm always just baffled. Like, whoa! Like this looks way too damn real for it to for these people to be actors, right? I mean, maybe the 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 jury is paid well i mean every jury's paid like you know you have jury duty you're gonna get paid to go there like, at least like for gas and all that so i guess you're you're kind of being paid to be there it's, i mean it's your civil duty yes that's true but you know you are kind of getting reimbursed a little bit when you go to jury duty so i guess it's like those people are probably going to get paid even more because they're going to be on tv while they're not really, you know, actually performing, they're just kind of sitting there. But that those shows have always baffled me because it's like if this is all real, like if these cases are real, like th- these two people are either divorced or they're going through some kind of lawsuit, like that is just airing out your your business essentially to the public. Now again, I'm not too sure if they're real or not, but they look real. I mean, it, it looks completely real. Now Judge Judy. She might be getting paid to do it. She might be a... St- I, I'm pretty sure that Judge Judy is a star. I have no idea if she has any background in being a judge. I don't even know how you how you become a judge. You know? It seems like the judge just kind of listens to what the lawyer... The lawyers have put together. And then they make their judgment. And then they, I guess... Also, you know... Um, allow the jury to you know, voice their opinion on what they think. And I guess that kind of sways the judge's decision. I Again, I'm not like an expert on the law or how a court or a jury operates, right? Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. But it, it, it definitely is, I guess you could say, it would be must-watch TV if you have absolutely nothing to do you know, at that time during the day, like if, if you're like, you know, if you are at home and you got nothing to do, like that would be some prime, I guess you could say prime drama to watch that would feel more real. Right. And then, you know, with that, there's also like these shows where it's like, are you the father or stuff like that? I've seen that, 
you know, people like talking to some dude, like either it's a, like a man and a woman always talking, arguing about, you know, whatever. I can't tell, but they seem like they're always upset with each other. And, you know, they get test results and either the dad is jumping for joy or, you know, mad or the mom is upset or happy, cheering and like she won because he's the dad. Now he's got to pay the money, pay for child support. That's also a weird show. Like that's a show that I would think that wouldn't be aired because why would you want that any of that public if that's real? See, that I think that 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 could be real. But it is televised and it's someone who's like, you know, these producers probably are like, we need to find some people with some pretty messed up lives. With some pretty messed up situations with child support or potentially not knowing who their father is or who their parents are or who who's uh, getting away without paying any child support. And, and you know what? Let's make that a show. Let's make that a show during the day. So you know, people who are, you know, at home during the day can watch it and be enthralled about what they're seeing. I mean, I am no expert, but I'm pretty sure that that's what that one show was kind of about. I think it was Jerry Springer. Um, That was what that was about. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but it kind of seems like it was more along the lines of like that type of show. And I don't know, I just never really been somebody who would find that very appealing. Yeah, I guess because it always seems blown over the top. They always got like some dramatic music. Every time I do see clips of it, like actual clips, is like for like um, a preview during like a daytime um, daytime TV program. Like if you're watching like, I don't know, a daytime college football game during the day, And a a trailer might come on for, like, Judge Judy or something like that, you know? That would actually pop up, right? Or maybe during, like, the local news, you watch that, and you get ads for that type of shows coming up. Or after this, after the midday news, this is coming up. And I've I've seen those before, and they're very, very dramatic. They're very gripping. They They get to the point, though, you know? They do sell, you know, they do do a good job of selling you the drama, family drama, which is like, you know, very relatable. You know, you you go look at your family, you know, maybe you know, somebody's going through through something like that. And you're like, Oh, look at these guys. They're kind of going through something like I'm going through. I'll watch that. It's relatable, you know, and it makes sense. It makes sense for them to make these. I just find it very strange that they do make them that they're like, you know, what would be good? What's a good idea to get some, you know, get some viewership Let's let's put these two people, this man and woman, man and a woman, who absolutely cannot stand each other, are in the middle of a divorce and separation, and get them in a room with a judge and a fake jury, and let's see what happens. Let's see what kind of reaction we get. Let's see what kind of you know what we can generate, what kind of content we can get from this show. And I got to be honest with you, like you know, just viewing. The visual side of it, them yelling at each other, screaming, you know, disappointment, rage, joy, sadness. They even cry in these shows. Like, they actually cry on TV. Now, that is hard to do. 
I would assume that if you're an actor or an actress, crying on screen, crying on command, is probably one of the tougher things to do as a performer. I mean, that would be that would be pretty tough. So I'm guessing, if I were to guess, if all these people are able to cry on camera, they would all be big shot actors. But that's not the case. Like, I'm not seeing, you know, um, Jim, uh, John Davis. Yeah, that's not his real name, but, like, this guy is, 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 is lathering it up. He's crying like a baby on screen. He's doing a hell of a job. He's yelling, he's screaming, he's laughing, all within a span of 20 minutes of this show. And this guy is not a major actor. So, if I could put two and two together, if I can complete this hypothesis, this scientific breakdown of these TV shows, these programs on um, local TV, right on your local channels like Fox, CBS, all that stuff, right? ABC. Uh, these might be more real than scripted. Maybe the questions, maybe the the questions that you know Judge Judy and all these folk that moderate these um, shows, maybe that's scripted. Maybe the audience's reactions are, you know, probably, you know, uh, blown over proportion, dramatized to get a better reaction. Maybe that kind of puts the uh, the defendant and the plaintiff in these shows kind of like, you know, on more of a spotlight. Maybe it makes them get an emotion out. You know what I'm saying? It kind of pushes them over the edge. You know, that's what I think that the producer's job is in these shows, right? It's kind of like, almost in a way, if you remember back in the day, old-time sitcoms back then. Friends, Seinfeld, Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens, Cosby Show, Full House, Cheers, Frasier, on and on and on, all the way up until, I think the most, like, the most recently... The most recent successful, like majorly successful sitcom, The Big Bang Theory, most recent one. Um, those are all, you know, they have the background audience laughing. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't know if like up until then were they using actual audiences? And if they were, like the audiences were doing a good job of laughing at pretty much everything that the you know that the show and the writers thought was funny. Don't get me wrong. There's you know the, there's some shows that that I think actually got it down pretty well. Like, if you watch Seinfeld, a lot of the things in that show are very funny. So I can kind of, you know, get behind the audience laughing. It actually makes sense to me because I find that show funny. But there are some shows that you watch and that you see. And then, you know, there's a laugh track, but you're like, that ain't funny at all. That ain't funny. They just had the audience, you know, play it up and clap it up and you know, ooh and ah and applause and all that for things that are like, eh, that's that's BS. Or, you know, that's if they have like an actual studio audience, which I'm pretty sure the only shows that do that now are like are like uh, late night TV shows like uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, those guys, right? I mean, I, at least I think that they're filmed in front of a studio audience. I mean, they always show, you know, the audience during the program, but I'm not sure if that's, like, recorded at the same time, you know, I think it would have to be, 
But then again, this is like NBC, ABC Productions. Like, they can edit the shit out of anything. They can make anything look super real. You know, like, it was actually filmed at that time. They laughed at this joke at this time after this guy said it, and that's how it was, right? But I'm not too sure, if I'm being completely honest. Baffled. So, at the end of the day, I think that these shows, these... Divorce court slash are you the father slash family drama court case TV shows, courtroom TV shows. They baffle me, but I see the appeal. And, you know, there had to, there has to be people that watch these that 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 keep these, you know, companies in business that they say, yeah, make more, make more, make more. But you know what? It's crazy, though, that these things have been on the air for years like judge judy has been doing this thing for years years and years and years and uh, it's almost like when they air them i don't even know like how recent it possibly can be you know and that's pretty much with every daytime tv that i've ever seen in my life everything everything that's the only thing that plays also at the gym they also play you know those uh, daytime talk shows you know you got like I think her name is Rachel Ray. She does one. Uh, Kelly Clarkson does one. I've seen her there a couple times. Jennifer Hudson has one now, which I had no idea before going to the gym. I, I had no idea that Jennifer Hudson had a, a daytime talk show at all. I never knew she did that. So when I saw that, I was like, wait a sec. When did you do this? Absolutely baffled. Of course, you know, the the queen of that before her show ended, was Ellen. She was like the god of daytime daytime talk show. Like, she was like the one that you, she had the most, you know, the, the most viewership. She had a great YouTube account back then when she had her show. She was, she had the best guest. Like, that's the thing. Like, also, like, so many people, like, so many famous people would go on Ellen's show. Like, it was a late night TV show. It was pretty crazy. Like, I've seen, like, the Jennifer Hudson show, right? I've seen the Kelly Clarkson show. I don't really... In the in the episodes that I have seen, and not in full entirely, you know, length, right? When I'm at the gym. Like, they don't really get, like, the most notable guest that I've seen, right? Ellen would get the guests. Ellen would get anybody. Like, any famous, like, top of the food chain, A-tier, S-tier actor, performer celebrity she would get instantly like she would have no problem of getting these famous people and you know sometimes you know you would watch some of their interviews even I would watch some of them because you know they'd be pretty funny pretty cool and I you know for the most part I had no problem with Ellen I had no problem that with Ellen because my first exposure to Ellen DeGeneres when I was a kid I mean I'm a child of the 90s right for most people my age, I think the, the the first exposure that we had to Ellen DeGeneres was Dory in Finding Nemo. Like, that was our introduction to Ellen DeGeneres. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, she was funny as shit in that movie. Like, that, that, that movie, Dory was funny as fuck. Like, I know that, you know, she's dumb, she's stupid, but, but dude, she was, like, the comic relief. She was funny as shit. Like, I would want it to, I would, I, I, why was Marlon such an asshole to Dory? Like, she's just being funny. 
I get it. Your son got kidnapped by a human being. All right. That's bad, right? It's a big ocean out there. He's a little fucking clownfish and she's a little blue fl- bluefish. How the hell could they find that kid, right? Honestly, Marlon, if I was you, damn. I would have seen who had kidnapped my son, right? A human being that can go on land. That can go on land. You cannot. How? I'm surprised. I mean, good thing you got your son, but the mindset that Marlon had in that film, when he knew, he knew that a human being kidnapped his son and put him in a bag to take on land. And he's like, I'm going to go find him. The delusion in Marlon's brain at that point, when he is like thinking like, I'm going to go find my son. He's probably on land, but I'm going to find him. Like, how? Like, kudos to Marlon, right? Clap, clap, clap it up for Marlon to have the bravery to set Finn on land to go find little Nemo. Like, incredible. Hats off. Hats off. But that's my that was my first introduction to Ellen DeGeneres ever. So I had no problem. Hearing that she was a mean person to people, to her staff, was pretty, uh, of course, we all thought it was disappointing. It was like, what? Ellen's so nice. She seems so nice. How's this possible? But, you know, that, I mean, that has nothing to do with it. You know, her success on that show, her daytime talk show, it was so successful. You know, it has nothing to do with, you know, this the success of it, that she owned that time slot. She owned that period of the day. Women and men were like, I'm going to make time during my day to watch Ellen live. Watch it live. Now, I'm not too sure about these other shows, or they're not live, but are there are there episodes like new? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Daytime TV definitely does. Um, it, it baffles me the way that it, the, the way, like, it, it's like almost like your brain is programmed to view TV programmings in this certain way, and that is it. Like, you're not, I mean, it's the same thing with nighttime television, like, 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 uh, late night talk shows, like, there's a little bit of a looseness that comes with, like, the, the, the nighttime talk shows, right, there's, like, a looseness, a kind of a relaxing, uh, relaxing feel to it, you're not so, you know, tense, you're relaxing, you're kind of like, you know, you can let some jokes fly, a little bit more, you know, risky jokes, make fun of people more, it's a little bit more jazzed up. Why do they think that they always have like, you know, um, a jazz group with like a, uh, the background is like of the city at night with the moon. You know, it's it's nice. It's got a cool vibe. It's different. In daytime TV, it's all bright. It's all lit up. If you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they the producers know exactly how to show you a what you're watching, and remind you what time of day you're watching this. All in one TV show. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. You look at it, it's like, damn. They they, they got our interests, like, on the pulse. They, they know exactly, like, what we're thinking and what, how our brain operates during these times of days. Truly magnificent. If you think about it, like, truly magnificent. I mean, I don't know. That's just what I think. I mean, the daytime TV era, the daytime TV time slots, 
quite strange, but make very make a lot of sense of what they show on those on those uh, on those networks in those specific time slots. Moving on to um, some pet peeve that I have. It's a new one. It's a new pet peeve that I've recently been annoyed with quite a bit. And um, it's not something that I think that many people do. It's kind of rare. But when people do it, I'm like, why? Why do you do that? Why do you even think that that's okay, normal, um, good for you? Like, how did you, how did you get to this point in your life when you're like, this is just what I do. This is fine. I have no problem doing this and you shouldn't either. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. That pet peeve is when people desperately with every fiber in their being, in their body, so hard, they try, and they succeed, and they do it, holding in their sneeze. I gotta tell you this, man. I am a free sneeze type of man. If I'm by myself with nobody around, I will let it rip hard, open, full. I will expel everything out of my lungs in a sneeze, if nobody's around, and if I'm by myself, if I'm if I'm around people, I'll bury it in my shirt, I'll bury it in my my um my arm, I'll bury it in my hand, but I will let out a sneeze. I will let it out. I will let out a, a sneeze every time. I will not suppress my sneezes. I will not put a suppressor on my nose. I will not. I will not allow myself to not feel the relief of sneezing. People who willingly allow their body, actually don't allow their body to relieve that tension, I cannot stand. It's going to cost you even more energy, even more strength, even more discipline, even more stress to keep that sneeze in than to let it out. And, you know, when you sneeze sometimes, right, when it's not a good day, maybe your allergies are acting up, maybe you got a runny nose, you are going to have gunk in that nose of yours. You're going to have gunk. Like, it's not going to be pretty. And the fact that people like to keep it in with all their strength and just like it, it, it becomes something that actually disgusts me that they keep that in their nose and they suppress it with all their might. And they go through this this pain and anguish and stress just to keep their sneeze in. I don't know why people do it. I, I'll be honest. I think... They probably had a bad experience at one point that, you know, letting out a sneeze freely was not the best thing to do at that time. And they became paranoid about their sneezes and then just were like, oh, I can't ever do this ever again. And then they're just like, well, I have to live a life of suppressing my sneezes. And that's just where I'm at right now. Like, I can't I can't imagine me living in that 
in that person's body where I have to suppress my sneezes. Every time, every person I've seen who does it, it pisses me off. It pisses me off, and I'm just like, dude, like, you are not allowing yourself to sneeze and relieve all that stress and built up. Like, how do you live with yourself? How does, how does anybody, how is anybody able to go through their day knowing that they cannot properly sneeze? Now, maybe, maybe it's a medical condition that you can't sneeze properly that I will give you a pass on. I'll give you a pass on that. But I can also tell when you try to hold it in. When you are trying very, very, very hard to hold it in and not let yourself rip it, you know? Maybe it's also like you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Maybe you sneeze pretty ugly. Maybe you sneeze pretty loudly. Maybe you can't control it, right? And you want to, you actually want to, you know, not cause attention to yourself because you sneeze hideously. I understand that. I get that. But I think most people today, right? Most people with this bodily function, we allow you to do it however you want. Sure, you might get some looks and be like, yo, gesundheit, or yo, bless you. But for the most part, I am in favor of people sneezing however they want. As long as it's free and letting it, letting it come out gracefully. Now, like I said, Cover yourself when you're around people. Cover up in your shirt, in your arm, in your hands. Cover up, yes, but let it out, right? Let it out, please. That's just a pet peeve of mine that I that I've noticed that you know when I when I come across people that do that or I see people in public that do that, it's like oh my god, like you can't even like be yourself, sir. Like you, this is like a physical like taking physical strength for you to hold in your sneeze sneeze the way that you're doing it, like, it's, it, it seems painful, like, I've seen people do it, and it's like, their whole body just, like, jerks, because they're trying to suppress that, that, that force that's coming out of you, and, and it looks painful, it looks actually painful, it looks like you're, like, not letting yourself, you know, be free, it's almost like, you know, I get it, you can kind of, like, make a burp quiet, right, you can make a burp pretty quiet, but a sneeze, it's almost like it's like that's something that's got to come out the way that it's designed to come out freely and open. Like you kind of can't really swallow a sneeze. You can kind of swallow a burp a little bit, but a sneeze, I mean, that that's like something that's like if you don't sneeze, you might break your face or you might, you know, cause like a blood vessel to pop. I always feel that at least because it's like it feels like it's like pressure that just kind of builds up in your nose slash nasal area that's like, dude, you gotta let that shit out sometimes. You have to. I don't know how you do it. And what if you have multiple sneezes? You just freaking clench every single time you have multiple sneezes? Like, that's like, in my opinion, that would be painful. But, you know, you you guys probably haven't mastered, right? You probably have zero pain from doing that. So it's like, hey, you know, kudos to you. Um... I just feel like when people do that, it seems like it's very not free, and I'm not a fan of that. It's, it's like I said, it's, this is a pet peeve. This is not something that, you know, that 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 is supposed to be pleasing you, right? This is not something that that I'm gonna be like, you know, oh, you just because, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, that it just annoys me when people do that, you know. 
like everybody, everyone's got like some pet peeves that people do, you know, this is just one of mine, it's just one of mine, I feel like it's kind of niche, it is kind of like, maybe not that many people have the same pet peeve as I do, but let me tell you this, it's one that truly just annoys the shit out of me, when people do that, I understand you're trying to probably not cause attention to yourself, you're trying not to make so much noise, I understand that, but still, and no one really cares about people sneezing and letting out like good and full sneezes like no one's really getting mad at that no one's getting re- no one is really gonna gonna get mad at you for that let's be honest um moving on some movie news some disappointing movie news it's not gonna be what you're thinking about no i did not see the marvels did not see it haven't seen it probably won't see it um it just doesn't look that good to me and i'm, I'm just kind of sick of the mcu right now um but the trailer dropped for the new Sony Marvel movie. This is not Morbius 2, like everybody wants. This is not Craven the Hunter, that less people want than Morbius 2, let's be honest. This is a new Marvel Sony picture called Madam Web. And this is supposed to tie into the Spider-Man universe. If you remember... Um, the old Spider-Man 90s TV show, there's a character called Madam Web, and she's like, this is going to be some, some, some very, I'm not an expert on this, but I'll give you my best take on what she is, she's almost like, um, like a, um, like a, like a, what, what, what do you even call the, the, like a, like a sorcerer, like a witch, someone who like, you know, predicts the future and stuff like that, but she's in that show and Spider-Man like sees her in like some weird ass dimension or something like that. I can't remember. She's like an old lady dressed up in like a spider suit with webs and all that stuff like that. And from what I could tell in that show and the, in the bits and pieces that I've seen in, in that show, and it's not a lot, is that she's like a major role in that TV show. And like, you know, the future Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and all the people that he loves, and that she knows what's going to happen, he's trying to prevent some of the things that are going to happen, that she already knows, she can, like, see the future and stuff like that, but this movie is kind of like a live-action origin story of that character, you know, it's from what I can tell from the trailer that came out, and it stars um, uh, Dakota Johnson as Madam Webb. And it has, you know, a bunch of, like, new actresses to, to play the other characters that are in this movie. Like, um, it has uh, Sydney Sweeney, who's, you know, best known for Euphoria. She's playing, um, what's uh, what's the name? Uh, she's playing Spider-Woman in this, uh, in this movie. And uh, I gotta be honest, man. I, I saw that trailer, and I thought it was absolute dog shit. 100% absolute dog shit, like, just like the movie itself, you know, they're kind of going for, like, this, um, teeny bop, you know, young adult novel adaptation type, it almost kind of feels like Twilight, you know, in a way, not just, not the subject matter, but the vibes around the trailer, the music with it, the way, you know, it kind of just feels cheap, cheaply made, you know, it, it just drama, stuff like that, and I was just like, 
this ain't for me, man. Like, this, this ain't for me. This ain't it. And I felt like, you know, they didn't show, like, a ton of action in the TV, in, in, in the trailer. They showed some here and there, but, like, the stuff that we wanted to see, like, the Madam Web stuff, her being in, like, a suit, you know, beating up people, and then, like, the whole, like, Spider-Woman type thing, and then her friends that also have Spider-Man-like powers, you know, that was not really shown a whole lot in this trailer, and I think because the CGI in this movie is going to be awful, probably, like, on the scale of as bad as Morbius, like, really, really, really bad, and, like, you can kind of tell, like, in the trailer, like, they were kind of, like, trying to fill it with, like, things to get the point across of what the movie was about without, with showing, like, the least amount of CGI as possible. Because the CGI that they did show, that they actually did show, looked terrible. It looked so bad. I could not actually believe that the CGI looked as bad as it did. But then again, you know... This is not being developed by the MCU or Marvel Studios, so like the CGI probably couldn't even be on that well. Also, like the character itself of Madam Web is not like the most like intricate and most uh um the most uh you know popular character in the Spider-Man universe. You know, the fact that they also are making a Craven the Hunter movie without Spider-Man in it is baffling to me. I mean, hell. They made two Venom films that did pretty well. So what the fuck do I know about what people want to see these days? You know what? Now that I think about it, you know, people are going to watch this. You know, women are going to watch this. Men will watch it. And you know what? That's fine. It it probably is going to be a terrible movie. It it looks awful. It looks like shit. Um, But you know what? Maybe they'll finally learn that these the movies that they've been making... In the Sony Spider-Man spin-off universe, you know, essentially Spider-Man villains and characters without Spider-Man in their films, maybe they'll just keep making these, hoping that they could bridge the gap and bring in Tom Holland for one of their films to actually make sense. And maybe they'll actually strike gold with, with Madam Web. Maybe the fact that it looks so bad, but the fact that they got Sydney Sweeney in it is going to bring a bunch of people in it because, you know, people, girls like Euphoria, dudes like Sydney Sweeney, they'll just go just to see her. Maybe that's it. Maybe that, that'll be the the draw of the film. But, you know, if, if you're, like, looking at it being like, could Madam Web be a, a good film? Could it be a good story that we need to see in theaters? I'm going to say probably not. Most likely not. At least that's the vibe I get from the trailer. Like, the trailer, the CGI just looks so bad. The acting is atrocious. It's not these ladies' fault. It's the direction that they're given. The written story that's been given to them. It looks terrible. I'm just going to say it looks awful. I mean, listen... This is a studio that made that that made Morbi Morbius, that made the Venom films, that that's making the new Craven movie. Like, honestly, how much hope do you have in this film for it to be good? And and, and what are you what are you gonna go see it for? Like, what's your purpose to go see it? Are you actually intrigued intrigued in the character of Madam Web, or do you just want to see Dakota Johnson and Sidney Sweeney? Like, let's be honest here. Like. <laughs> What do you want to get out of this film? 
What do you want to see from it? Do you want to see, oh, what if they actually make the spider spider verse? And, you know, this is a big part. Maybe they're introduced into the MCU, which no one cares about now. Probably not true. I mean, the movie's supposed to come out on Valentine's Day, right? February 14th. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe people will, you know, be it'll be like a couple movie, like a couple's movie. Like, you take your your girlfriend or your boyfriend to go see it, right? Maybe, maybe that's where it will make some money. Because I, I just don't see, like, any way, shape, or form that this movie has great success financially or, you know, you know, critical uh, or audience praise, you know, like, oh, it's actually a good movie. You know, I, I, I just don't see that happening. I'll be honest. It looks so bad. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, a major studio made this film. Like, are they for real here? Like, this is terrible. Absolutely terrible. It looks so bad. Like I said, from the acting, the performances, like in this film, like like the 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 fact that they showed how they perform in this movie, the way that they perform, like the performances that they are, are that are that they are allowing people to view in this trailer, is unbelievable. I I, I honestly I can't believe what I saw. It was that bad. It was that horrible. But, you know, we'll see. I guess there's going to be, you know, people are going to see it, right? People will actually show up to see the film. But I I don't know if it's, I don't know how many people are actually interested in seeing this movie. I don't know. That came out today. Um, My friend was wanting to watch it, and I was like, why? Then I saw it, and I was like, bro, this looks like absolute shit. If you want to see it, let me know. Let me tell me if it's any good. And then maybe, maybe I'll check it out, but I probably won't if I'm being honest. I've been I, I I've been staying very strong. Been staying strong. It is now day what is it? Day 16 of November. I've been going very strong. Very 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 strong. Stronger than I think that I've ever thought that I would. I got to be honest, I'm actually pretty proud of myself at the, at this moment. I I'm, I've been strong through this entire month. We're about more than halfway through November. And I've been going very strong, you know. Of course, some people do no nut no nut November, but me I'm doing no cod November. And no cod means Call of Duty. No Call of Duty November. Now, in the past, I've bought the past four Call of Duties, well, three, the past three Call of Duties as they launch on their on their respected launch days. Black Ops Cold War, Vanguard, Modern Warfare 2. I have bought them in their launch periods. I have not bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 and will not buy it. That, that's my intent. That's my strength. That is my zero focus. I mean, my, my 100% focus. Zeroed in focus. That's my focus. No COD November. It's not happening. I'm going strong. And I thought, I thought that some of my friends were also going to be strong with me and not get Modern Warfare 3. Because I all thought, I thought that we all had 
a a a very 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 um um similar consensus and a similar viewpoint and pretty much a hundred percent agreeable viewpoint on why Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three is not worth the purchase. It's not. The lack of new maps, the the short, short campaign that I heard is not very good. That's not the best. I mean, a, a disappointing campaign coming off of two very, very, very good Modern Warfare, on the verge of gr- pretty much two very great Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaigns. For this one to come out and be very disappointing, not, it's not good. It's not a good sign. We are now in the 16th of November, and I can confirm that four, three or four, possibly five of my friends have acquired Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. So they have all caved. Whether it be through their brother buying it and they latch on and play it. Good for you. You didn't spend a dime. Good for you. To another guy who, you know, got it because he had an ex, ex, just, just an absurd amount of Xbox points that he decided to buy the game with those points. Kudos to you. You had all those points, you know. You didn't spend a dime. Congratulations. Congratulations. To another guy who was like, oh, I have extra, I have a gift card on here that I could use and it would knock it down by this much. So I'm not buying it for full price. <laughs> cool. Whatever. I thought we were taking a stand here, fellas. I thought we were taking a stand. To, to 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 Activision like, hey, you can't make this stupid shit anymore. This has got to stop. We both know, me and you, me as the consumer, you Activision, you know that this game is not worth full price. And it's not worth us playing it. So you can continue to make content and continue to profit off of this Dog shit, horse shit of a game that you call Modern Warfare 3. You know, and there might be another friend of mine that has it, but is scared to admit it. Scared to admit that he spent the money to purchase Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And I would be scared too. Like I said, we all were saying this up until it came out. We don't plan to get this. This is not something that we want. That we feel is worth buying. Now, three of these guys had a loophole to kind of buy it but not buy it. So, hey, good for you. You were able to find a way to save your dignity, save your honor, to not fully purchase the game. But me, I don't have that. I don't have some magic points that I've stocked up my entire life to buy a game right? By the way, my friend, you could have spent those points on a much better game. You know it, and I know it. We both know it. So the fact that you did that, 
I hope you find worth in it. I hope you do. Truly, I do. But to the others that got away with it, you you got away with it. It's like that Jesse meme in, in Breaking Bad. They can't keep getting away with it. Well, they got away with it. They sort of got away, sort of didn't. Me, I have no luxury of getting away with it. Of getting away. I, I don't have no magic points that I've stored up for 20 freaking years. I don't have a, 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 a currency on there that I forgot that I had. That way I can get it at a discounted price. I don't have someone else to buy it for me to, to game share. All right? So I am the last stand. The last true man that is honoring and, and standing up to Activision and standing up to their 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 awful business and their awful product of Modern Warfare 3. I am the last the last stand defending the wall. I will not break. I will not purchase that game for full price. I can't do it. I cannot as much as I want to play with these fellas that I call friends. That I do. I do. They're my friends, yes. I want to play with them. I do want to play with them, but I cannot. It will destroy my self-dignity. It will de- it will be gone. I cannot fall for this. This is something that I must maintain the strength to keep for the rest of the month in Ferran until that game is discounted. I will not I will not do it. Now Knowing how Call of Duty is, they never really discount their games, ever. So, I don't really see myself being able to purchase this game unless I totally crack. Unless I totally crack. And by golly, I will let you know when I do crack, but I don't plan to crack. I don't plan to crack, I don't plan to purchase this game at full price. Until it totally eats at my soul, and my boredom has reached a breaking point where I'm like, you know what? F it. Let's go. Let's get it. As far as I know, the Warzone part of it will be free. I will be playing that because it is free. Maybe if they have like a free weekend, free multiplayer weekend, I'll hop on and I'll play that. But up in, until that happens, I don't plan to cave. I don't plan to roll over and buy this fully priced game that is fully awarely not deserving of $70, no way, no how. It will not happen under my control, under my vision, under my rule, under my um, authority. It will not happen. I will not let this happen. Now, hopefully, I can, I can, I can be strong through the rest of this month, throughout December, January, February, March, April, May, however long it takes, I need to be strong here. So far, no COD November has been pretty good. It's been good, but I don't know if I'll, I have the strength to keep to continue. I think I do, but at, at any point, I could possibly cave, and I will hate myself for doing that. Truly would. But, I, but you know what? Because I'm putting this out there, I'm going to be strong. I'm, I'm going to be stronger than ever. I'm going to be stronger than my Halo boycott. 
I'm going to be stronger than that. I have to be. I cannot possibly, I, I can't give into this. Like, this is like a, this game is an evil game. This is a bad game. It's an evil game. Like I said that Halo Infinite was an evil game. It was an evil game, but it was free. So it was kind of like, yeah. This game is full price for, for, for maps that you played over a decade ago. The same shit. Maybe I'll maybe I'll win out. Maybe after these guys play it for like a couple weeks, they'll get bored of it. They'll be like, nah, I don't want to play that anymore. Then I will know that I officially have won. That I have won this battle. That I have won the war, potentially. But until that point, I got to be strong. And keep that same mentality. No COD November. No COD November. It's got to it's be the mentality. I will not fail myself. I am the last stand. I am the last one. And I will continue that. For the viewers, for the listeners, and for myself. I can't, I can't fail myself. I can't, I can't. I will not do it. I will not do it. Um, Moving on, though. Last thing I want to hit today. Last thing I want to hit is some NFL news. A little bit of NFL news just to wind down the show. Um, Let's see what we got here. Some teams that have kind of surprised me this week this past week and some things that you know that has shaped the course of the future of the league and what is you know what is happening in the NFL which I so dearly love um let's see right now we did not play a game this week the Rams did not play a game we had a bye but looking at the team right now analyzing what we got who we have we're not very good. We're a pretty bad team. Like, we we truly are not a good team. Now, at the beginning of the year, I thought, like, you know, we got some wins off of some teams that we probably shouldn't have. And I was like, you know, we're we looking all right. We're cool. Now, being three and six, it's like, I don't know, man. This ain't good. This is not good. Whether it's Matthew Stafford can't play that well, whether it's Sean McVay can adapt, which it kind of seems like he is the case, it's not looking that good for my team. Some good teams that I think that, well, actually, though, the best division that is out there right now is the AFC North. The Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals are all pretty good teams. You know, the Ravens, having dropped that game to the Browns, and then the Browns Losing to Sean Watson for the rest of the year. Pretty crazy. I mean, I remember a few weeks ago when he actually did injure that shoulder. And then he didn't come back out to play. I thought that was strange. You know, the and then the reports that he might play, he might not play. I was like, wait a minute. Is this guy injured pretty badly or what? And now, yesterday, the news breaking that he's deciding to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Quite insane. This league, and then the Steelers being 6-3, and three, a bad team that is not good on offense, and they're still 6-3, and three. incredible. The Jaguars, 
six and three, laying an egg against the Niners. You know, they're lucky that they're six and three still, because that was a bad game. And Trevor Lawrence was playing awful. He's been playing pretty bad these past like this whole season has not been his best year. I'm being completely honest. The Texans are five and four too. C.J. Stroud is actually incredible. Like, I think that if we look at the the top two quarterbacks drafted in the previous year's draft, C.J. Stroud has been so much better, far better than Bryce Young. It's crazy. No one would have expected that thing. I would not have expected that either. I mean, even with a new coach, D'Amico Ryans, who, who has that team dialed in, it's, it's quite the treat to see. The Chiefs, you know, they're still the Chiefs, man. They're still good. They still know how to win football games. You know, that win last week against, um, I guess two weeks ago, against uh, Miami in Germany. I mean, Miami also, too. Miami. Ain't being any good teams out there, bud. Like, Miami are frauds. For real. They might be. Frauds, phonies, whatever you want to call them. Like, they they seem to be just not a real team. A team that can compete with good teams, you know. A team that can beat good teams. Like, the Chiefs can. The Chiefs can. And then this coming up, uh, this coming up game uh, this week... I believe it's uh, Chiefs versus Eagles. Yeah, Monday Night Football. That's going to be a really good game right there. Um, Let's see. The Broncos have been playing better too. The Broncos, you know, beat the Bills this past week, this past Monday night. They've They've been training pretty good. The Bills have also been playing pretty badly. Josh Allen is throwing a bunch of interceptions. They fired Ken Dorsey. You know, what's the deal with that? They're letting Josh Allen just throw the ball. Interceptions after interceptions. Trayvon Diggs is is, uh, pleading to his brother to leave Buffalo. Like, it's not looking good over there. They, They seem to be just not a good team right now. And it's crazy because we went for like the past like three years of them being like at the top of the food chain of NFL teams. And now... You know, with a with a you know just being this new year, they they've been like a bad team, crazy. Eagles, of course, eight and one, best record in football. Below them, the Dallas Cowboys, six and three. But the Giants, to me, are an awful team. A team that you probably can't really spend a whole lot of time watching. I mean. Saquon Barkley can only do so much. Brian Dable is yelling at everybody. That dude should be probably fired. Yeah, I get it that Daniel Jones is out with a torn ACL. But even when he was there, like, when he was playing, when you guys had everybody, you guys were terrible. An awful team to watch, for sure. The Lions have been kicking ass, 7-2. and two. Great, great team that you want to be at. I and mean, you want to be at 7-2, and two, you know. The Vikings with Josh Dobbs. I know it's only been, like, two games, but um, that guy is playing out of his freaking mind right now. Like, he's playing, like, out of his mind. Like, Josh Dobbs at the moment is playing for, you know, he's playing like a dude who wants to get, like, signed somewhere, and he should be. He should be, you know? He wants that. He deserves it. He's playing like he deserves it, too. Um, 
NFC South is terrible. Saints are at the top of the division, five and five. Buccaneers five and four or four and five. Falcons four and six. Panthers one and eight. The worst team in the NFL. I mean, you can't watch those guys. Bryce Young is playing so bad. He's playing terrible. It's actually sad to see how that dude was so good in college. Honestly, I have not seen him being able to adapt at all to NFL speed, to NFL players, to NFL feel and flow, coverages, defenses. He has had a horrible time adapting to the NFL. Now, it might be because of the team he's on, the coach, um, the whole vibe in Carolina. Talk about a worse situation to be in for the number one overall pick the best quarterback in the draft in college and just be just losing every game playing, playing like shit, playing bad. Then the NFC West, the, the, the Niners bounce back. They got a win. Seattle is also six and three, pretty impressive. And yeah, the Rams are three and six and the Cardinals two and eight. I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a wild, First 10 weeks of the season, got about eight more to go, and, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can't wait to see it. I love football. You know, this is the time of year. This is November. This is close to Thanksgiving. This is where games get interesting, where every game really matters. Seeding is now becoming a prime goal and vision for all these teams. Like, where are we going to be seated? What's going to happen? What's What are we doing? How are we at? How are we shaping up? You know, this is what it's all about, this period of football. I mean, these are where the best games come out, where things matter, where wins really matter. It's like, yes, I know every week matters, but like this is like now becoming crunch time and when it gets truly, truly exciting. And I, I can't wait to see. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. New episodes drop every Thursday morning. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and do all that good stuff. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you guys next week.